feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 77 WABC presents coverage of the first Republican debate. The decision is yours. 2024. This is the first step. Now, with Andrew Giuliani, Anthony Weiner, and Dominic Carter, here's Rita Cosby. And you are listening to the big highlights that are taking place of the very first GOP debate. This is Rita Cosby. We are with you through the night, and we have the best coverage anywhere of the highlights of the debate. So you don't need to listen to all the other stuff. We're going to give you the big hits, and already there have been moments where the candidates have been coming out swinging. We're also going to be taking your calls, one 800 848 and, uh, Dominic, already we've seen some fireworks. Uh, my great colleague, Dominic Carter at 77 WABC, uh, it's gotten pretty spirited and they just talked about what they described as the elephant in the room, Dominic. And, and indeed the elephant being, of course, former President Donald Trump, who is not there. Instead, he's on Twitter in a taped interview with, uh, Tucker Carlson. And we're watching that now all of a sudden in this second hour, Rita, of the debate, Mr. Trump's name is coming up more and more and more. And it's becoming quite interesting. It sure has. And in fact, uh, here's a little bit, uh, Dominic, of President Trump speaking just a little bit ago. He was in this interview with Tucker Carlson. And of course, he can't help himself. He was describing President Biden. Take a listen to this one. But Joe is really... But you don't think he's going to make it to November of 20? Well, I, I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically. And physically, he's not exactly uh, a triathlete or any kind of an athlete. You look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter. He, he walks, he can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? That's not a lot. But you watch him and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. Wow. So he's already taken swings and things are getting heated in the debate, too, as well. Here's a moment that just happened with Vivek Ramaswamy, the entrepreneur, sort of the king of woke, if you will, going at it uh, with the former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie. They are like angling for each other. Chris Christie isn't punching Trump. He's trying to punch uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Listen to this one. If your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man... Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country, they could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice, and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. 30 seconds, Governor DeSantis. Let me take some. I'm sorry. 30 seconds, Governor You make me laugh because... Go, you, go sit, you, sit, you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. Right. You sit here in an answer. Go ahead, Hold Governor Christie. Hold on, Governor Christie. Well, so listen. The more time we spend doing this, the less time they can talk about issues you want to talk about. So let's just get through this section. Governor Christie, you you sit here talking about how you want to stand up for the rule of law. Yes. And law and order. 
And the fact is that it can't be selective. In your book, you had much different things to say about Donald Trump than you're saying here tonight. That's and, not true. Well, it is very true. That is not it's true. It's very true. I read it. Because and I know. There's a difference between look, bad behavior and illegal behavior, way, Chris. And you as by a prosecutor way, should know yeah, better. Yeah, I, you know what? I know a lot There's better. There's a difference between I bad know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. And here's the thing. We stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said, he said, he said, he said, Martha, Martha, it's important to say that the president said, Donald Trump said, it's okay to suspend the Constitution. Now, the oath you take is to preserve, protect, and defend, not suspend. I will always stand up for our Constitution, regardless of the political pressure. Wow, it was getting heated in there. By the way, the other moment, too, that uh, they were asking, will you back Trump if he is the nominee? Uh, and Anthony Weiner, a former Democratic congressman of New York and also WABC radio host, only a couple of them uh, didn't raise their hands right on that one. I'll be honest, look, I'm a Democrat. I have no idea what Chris Christie is doing. We, we should I'll trade him for RFK. RFK should be running in your primary and Chris Christie should be running in ours. <laughs> Chris Christie is not only attacking Donald Trump, but the, the leader, but he's attacking the guy who's in third place. And none of his vision is anything resembling an affirmative thing. I don't understand who, and he's getting booed constantly. I get it, standing up, and sometimes being booed is not a bad thing, right? It shows you're being courageous. Scott, in this debate, came to the fence of Pence in an unpopular spot, and he got cheered for it because people like it when you express it. But 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 Christie seems to be just a vessel of anger and resentment right now. I think Ramaswamy is right about that. Mm. And the other thing is, if you're Chris Christie, why are you fighting with Ramaswamy? Take a take a run at DeSantis. Tell us what you think should be the thing. I don't see the scenario where the strategy that Chris Christie had is a winning one. But to, to be honest with you, maybe maybe he knows something about New Hampshire that I don't know. Andrew Giuliani, uh, you are of course WABC radio host, former assistant, uh, special assistant to President Trump. Also, former New York gubernatorial candidate. Uh, do you see it the same way as Democrat Anthony Weiner? Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I think, uh, Ramaswamy kind of nailed him there in saying that it doesn't seem like there's any positive message. It's all about going after one person, which is get Trump. And it seems like Christie is not making any friends even on that stage. And it's, I don't really see what the long-term strategy of it. And I don't know if there really is a long-term strategy. Well, he doesn't strategy. have a punching bag. He doesn't have Trump there. Cause so he, he's, he's trying to find other so punching bags. Find some other ones. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he can really make an alliance, uh, which, which is an issue. And that's probably why he left uh, as governor of, of New Jersey with about a 9% approval but, but let me, let me just say one sense. quick thing about yeah, Chris yeah. Christie. Coming in, people already knew that he was critical of Trump, okay? So we had that information right. already. He had a chance here to put some meat on the bone. I should, maybe not referring to his weight or anything. <laughs> put some meat on the bones with some of his affirmative policies. See, the elephant in the room. I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and that's why I'm, I'm puzzled at what his strategy has been here. But Rita, here's one thing I don't understand. Ramasami, why are they all Ramaswamy, playing to... you can't even pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, well, So if thank you can't you. pronounce it, then nobody Vivek, Vivek. Right. We'll stick right. with Vivek. Okay, so Vivek, <laughs> why are they playing to this guy? They're lifting him up in status. 
I, I, I know he was rising in the polls mm-hmm. to begin with, but why not just ignore it, him? Actually, actually, he has been rising in the polls actually in the last few weeks. The problem is what you brought up, Andrew yeah. Giuliani. He's had some huge missteps in, in the, the last, last week or two. Yeah. I actually think he was about to topple DeSantis a week or two ago, and then he's had a bump in the road. That is my shock so far for the debate that we are now almost an hour and 15 minutes into this debate. And they have not mentioned Ramaswamy's comments on Israel and potentially defunding them or reducing funding of aid to them in a second Ramaswamy term, potentially, or the 9-11 comments that he made where he kind of kept in question whether or not there may have been federal agents on the planes that went into the towers. To me, I am shocked that any of those candidates have not gone after him, especially somebody like Christie who's continued to engage. Somebody like Christie who actually has had a real connection with so many yeah, of those but, but 9-11 you, though, responders. But I gotta tell you, the Vivek is, he at least has a strategy in mind. He's he does. gonna be Trump's defender he, on stage, and I think that's a smart play. He, he's had when a great the first hour. When you're the right. most popular guy, when you're wrapping yourself around the most popular guy, that's a smart thing to do. Now, I don't happen to think Vivek is a serious candidate. I think a 38-year-old guy who's never been in government is a serious candidate. However, I do think he is having his moment, which probably, to what Dominic said, is probably why he's getting into these jouts. One, he's defending Trump, meaning he's that's catnip to Chris Christie. And two, he's, he's also, I mean, you can say he sees the second-place guy on stage right now after DeSantis, who is the guy who's losing by all this because he's not in all these these. Uh, these Let's talk about the fact that um, our audience all over the country, at this moment, how pivotal is this debate? And And I think for all the different reasons we just talked about, because DeSantis looked like he was sort of the golden boy to be number two. Uh, that's in question. Mm-hmm. He needs a good night to stay there or, or to change the tide. Uh, you look at Vivek, who was close. Uh, then he had some missteps, as you talked mm-hmm. about. You've got Chris Christie. You've got Nikki Haley, who's got a burst out. Uh, Doug Burgum, Asa Hutchinson, Tim Scott, the happy warrior. Um, how important is this moment? Because they may not make it to the next. This may be the only debate for some of these candidates, Andrew. You know, it's always important to say that this is the moment. This is so important. But I do wonder, without Trump on the stage, if this moment actually is not quite as important as it would have been if Trump was on there. How many eyeballs, how many millions of people actually did not end up tuning in? And I think Vivek right now is really trying out to be vice president to that point. And let's listen to Vivek. They are going at it on Ukraine. China's arms. The Russia-China military alliance is the single greatest threat we face. Okay. Nobody in either political party is talking about it. And I am, the, I am the only non-neocon on this stage. Cool. Will keep us out of war. Mr. Vice President, we came here, Mr. Vice President, to give Russia everything they've got. Mr. Vice President, give them a promise that Ukraine will never be in NATO, and then somehow China will not think about taking Taiwan. We achieve peace through strength. Mr. Vice President, needs to stand for freedom. Okay, here we go. I think we need to establish the ground rules. When we hear this bell, that that means your time's done. (laughs) So, Mr. Vice President, we appreciate your aggressiveness here. 30 seconds is 30 seconds. Mr. Ramaswamy, you were mentioned. You get 30 seconds. So the reality is... And things are getting heated there. By the way, this moment also just happened in the debate a couple seconds ago. Uh, this is on January 6th. And this is Chris Christie and Mike Pence, uh, where Chris Christie defended Mike Pence. But it's an interesting moment. Take a listen. I'd like to answer the question Go you ahead. asked and not give a pre-canned speech. Mike Pence stood for the Constitution. 
and he deserves not grudging credit. He deserves our thanks as Americans for putting his oath of office and the Constitution of the United States before personal, political, and unfair pressure. And the argument that we need to have in this party before we can move on to the issues that Ron talked about is we have to dispense with the person who said that we need to suspend the Constitution to put forward his political career. Mike Pence said no, and he deserves credit for it. Wow, uh, that was kind of interesting. They're getting into that there, at least uh, closer and closer to Trump. Christy made one friend on the debate stage, I guess you could say. I guess, I guess, uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew a Giuliani, friend. I, I guess you're correct about that. But at the end of the day, Rita, uh, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I don't think Pence's campaign is going anywhere. And I think that the Trump base is going to have a large role to play with that. And I don't think that they're ever going to, uh, he's never going to resonate with them, ever. He, he's in no man's land, Dominic Carter, because, you know, he wants to appeal and keep saying, well, the Trump-Pence administration, but then the Trump supporters are not happy with him because of what he did on January 6th. Real quick, Anthony Well, look, I, I thought the, the, the first question was the interesting one. The division in the Republican Party now over Ukraine is fascinating to me. You've got the old line. Traditional Republicans, tough on, on, on defense, Pence. And then you've got the Vivek kind of conspiratorial Putin wing of the party. I think that's interesting, but I agree with you. I think Pence is trying to go down as a courageous warrior, but down is all he seems to be doing. I think it's a little unfair to call him the Putin wing of the party. I, what I would say is I think you want a little bit more of a clear idea of how much those hundreds of billions of dollars is actually going to Real defense and how much it might be actually going to potentially profit people that we have proved have profited off of their relationship with Ukraine, a.k.a. the Biden family. The, the, the Ukrainians are fighting a proxy war on our behalf no ag- against our enemies. We should support them. Not a single with a American blank life. check with a blank check. Yes. No, I, it's not with a blank. Of course, check. it's with a blank check. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're a member of defending. Congress. You're a member. You were a member of Congress, right? Aren't you accountable to the American people? Don't you deserve That's the second to show time them? You said that? No, no, of course, you should be accountable. Of course you should. So then don't we deserve answers is there any- in terms of where that money is going and how much? Shouldn't we just alter? Do you run a business it, by saying we are going to pour money, hundreds of billions no, of dollars? It is Money. It's I know that that's how Democrats don't think of it as money. We're that sending them weapons. We're not dollars. We're sending them that we weapons, are sending not over there, and their taxpayer dollars that we ultimately are giving into the government. Right no, there. no, that's we're serious. giving them weapons. We're not giving them money. We are giving them money as well. We are giving. They don't them need weapons. our money. They need our money weapons. as well. And we're finding as well that our weapons, sadly, if we were to get into a conflict, we don't have enough right now to be able to get into a conflict with a China, you know, or Russia, which they're fighting for us. Well, I think with By Russia way, we probably of, do because both you, look, of you hold I, on, I, hold on, hold on. We're going to go to Israel real quick. They are talking about Israel I getting heated in the debate about identity and an iron dome to protect their homeland. And so, yes, I want to learn from the friends that we're supporting. And what puzzles no, me the, is uh, no, I want to learn from those and apply you, those to protect it's our not homeland. That Nikki. Israel that needs America. America, America needs Israel. Okay, Governor DeSantis. Governor DeSantis, you were mentioned in the territorial dispute. Not only no, it's not a territorial dispute of the United States, your first obligation is to defend our country and its people. And that means you're sending all this money, but you're not doing what we need to do to secure our own border. We have tens of thousands of people who are being killed because we're not handling both. And so I am 
am going to declare it a national emergency. I'm, I'm not going to send troops to Ukraine, but I am going to send them to our southern border. When these drug pushers are bringing fentanyl across the border, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to use force, and we're going to leave them stone cold okay. dead. We're, we're actually going to move on to China. We're going to talk about China. Okay. Governor Burgum. China has the biggest Navy in the world, the biggest army. Wow, and that got very heated. When we come back, we're going to get the reaction from the guys in the studio, my dear colleague Dominic Carter, also Andrew Giuliani, Anthony Weiner. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to have more of the fireworks at the debate and more on Trump. All that and more on the Rita Cosby Show. Stay with us, everybody. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Coverage of the first Republican debate. The decision is yours. 2024. This is the first step. Now, here's Rita Cosby. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Boy, it has been an action-packed last few hours watching and listening to the GOP primary debate. It is the first one, and it really is make or break for all of the candidates that were there on the stage. Most of you, I hope, are listening to it with all of us. And what were your thoughts Who do you think hit a home run? Who do you think may have struck out and literally may be out of the race? A lot of times these first GOP debates, and this kind of kicks off the GOP primary season. Ronna McDaniel, who is head of the RNC, describes this as sort of the beginning of the full-fledged election season and the primary season. And this really is a moment where the candidates who make it to the stage Some of them have a fighting chance. If you didn't make it to the stage, you're basically out of the race. You pretty much know, uh, you know, that's it. It's the end of the race for you. Some of them kind of trickle off. Uh, But if you did not do well tonight and didn't change the dynamics in the race where you could be two or three or right there at the top of this tier, again, Donald Trump not in this debate He may not be in any of the GOP primary debates. When I was talking with him not too long ago, he made it sound like maybe he won't be in any of them. So this may be a fight for second place or to really stand out to be able to give Donald Trump a run in this race because he is dominating it so much. And tonight, you were listening, at least on a lot of the highlights, with me, and we had great coverage. I want to thank also my colleague, 77WABC host, the great Dominic Carter, who joined me, which was wonderful, the two of us going through all of this together. Also, Andrew Giuliani and Anthony Weiner. It certainly has been a spirited last few hours. So who do you think won? Who do you think may have changed the dynamics in this race? This was not a time to sort of play safe. This was a time where you had to make your mark, stand out, 
or guess what? Stand down. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is, first off, one of the more memorable moments in this debate. This is Vivek Ramaswamy with Nikki Haley, and they were going at it on foreign policy. Listen to Vivek and to Nikki Haley. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that. Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. He killed Pergozin. When I was at the U.N., the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro-American country. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. DeSant, you know, Nikki, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of, of the matter, and you know, Boeing you came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. Stage, you've been pushing this lie all week, Nikki. You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? Just, you want to okay, let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to address each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. So the reality make America is, less safe. You have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience that you all have shows in the pointless wars we've gotten into. I have to address that. So our relationship with Israel will never be stronger than by the end of my first term. But it's not a client relationship. It is a friendship. And you know what friends do? Friends help each other stand on their own two feet. Wow, Vivek Ramaswamy, who was right there nipping on Ron DeSantis's heels. And you never would have imagined that. It looked like almost Ron DeSantis was coronated at least to be the number two in the race. And tonight, Vivek Ramaswamy, my take, is that he had a very good night. He was very fiery. He took everybody on. Uh, he didn't back down. And that really, I think, served him well. Pence, who has not had a lot of momentum in the race, actually also had a little bit of spirit to him. And here is this back and forth with Mike Pence and Vivek Ramaswamy, another kind of heated moment in the debate. Take a listen. The only war that I will declare as U.S. president will be the war on the federal administrative state that is the source of those toxic regulations acting like a wet blanket on the economy. So I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on it. Well, let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you, if I can. I'll go slower this time. I, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with the reading Look, I was, uh, I was a House conservative <laughs> leader before it was cool. I actually pushed a deficit reduction act. That was the last time we actually reduced the national debt in the United States when I was the leader of House conservatives. I balanced budgets and cut taxes when I was governor. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. We need to bring people. 
Wow. That was Mike Pence, who usually is pretty, pretty restrained in debates in the past. He's probably one of the more seasoned people with debates. Remember, vice president, he had to do the debates, uh, obviously throughout the years and also against Kamala Harris. So that was an interesting exchange saying to Vivek, you are a rookie. And Vivek saying, you're an autotron, basically. You're a robot. Uh, you know what's interesting? DeSantis, again, uh, didn't really seem to have a big breakout moment. Maybe that was the strategy, sort of slow and steady, because he knows he will make it to the second debate that's going to be taking place at the end of September. What did you like about the debate? What didn't you like? Obviously, it would have been a very different debate had Donald Trump been in the mix. He would have taken incoming from every single different direction. And you can bet, knowing it's Donald Trump, there would have been outgoing in every single different direction back. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony on line four. Tony, your thoughts about uh, tonight. What did you think of the debate? Oh, it was amazing. So I totally agree with you. Vivek, Vivek just really slammed it out of the ballpark. He knew he, what was in his head and he knew what he wanted to do. And the thing I give him credit for, while not thinking he's the perfect candidate for president, is his his intention to clean up the swamp. That was He was the only one that mentioned that a cleanup was needed. The other thing, I thought it was very disorganized. I thought you know, everybody was on overtime. Pence never stopped talking. That was very distracting. The next thing is that when she asked the question about what would you do about the border, uh, everyone gave their answer. And then she asked um, Chris Christie, so would you make everybody, would you send everybody back? I mean, I was waiting for one of them to say, Anyone here already has got to go back. Not only will no more come, but most of the people here will be going back, which is what we heard President Trump say. So I was pretty disappointed in all of them. And what I was looking for tonight in conclusion was someone to say that our our system of justice is corrupt and that when the question came up, critical on what Mike Pence did. They all, I believe from what I heard, were in perfect agreement that Mike Pence did the right thing, which to me, in my understanding of the Constitution, sitting under Mark Levin and other people who have taught me, is not the correct answer. So I have little faith in most of them, except for Vivek. Well, and, and listen, I thought he really had some breakout moments tonight. Um, Tony, I want to play, um, because of course, while all this was going on, Donald Trump did an interview with Tucker Carlson. That was sort of his counter-programming, if you will. And he had this moment. He was asked, uh, what do you think about the debate tonight, of course? What do you think of the stage of the eight candidates up there? And he was asked, who should be on the stage and who shouldn't be on the stage? This is Donald Trump talking to my buddy Tucker Carlson. Listen to this one. When you, when you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? Well, I don't want to really use names, but it wouldn't matter too much. A guy like, uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. It's Asa, but I call him Ada. Uh, Why do you I call him Ada? Know, I, you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to get myself in a little trouble. <laughs> but he's weak and pathetic, and he was, uh, I never understood the guy. I never knew him. He was the governor of Arkansas. I did not a very popular guy. 
I don't know how he, but that state is such a great state. The people are so incredible yes. in that state and they love me and I love them. How does this guy get elected governor of Arkansas? But he's nasty always and uh, has been. Uh, a guy like Chris Christie, a guy left with a 8%, think of it, 8% approval rating in New Jersey. Now he's running for president. And he runs solely on the basis, oh, let's get Trump. Let's, he's like a savage uh, uh, maniac. He's like a lunatic. And that's all he talks about. His poll numbers are very, very low. He's at about 2%. What's he like? You know him well. No, I've, had, I've been friendly with him over the years, but I couldn't give him a, a job because I just never trusted him very much. Uh, I was just never one of his people that really trusted him. I never gave him the job. And that's one of the reasons he feels so hurt and so betrayed. And I understand that. I really do. I understand it. But I never gave him. You know, he wanted to be different things. He was looking at different uh, elements of the administration. And we decided, uh, I decided just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. And now I'm glad I did because you see, but you know, we had some, some great people. I had great people. We'll have even better people if we do this because now I know Washington before I didn't know Washington. But guys like Bill Barr were terrible. I mean, they were, I would say, bushies. Uh, I say that with respect to the Bush family, but they were bushies and uh, just it doesn't work out for us. Ah, there he is throwing barbs. Can you imagine? It would have been very interesting if he was on the stage tonight. He knew it. He knew that he would have been taking incoming, but he is so far ahead in the polls and it indicated that he was going to skip the debate. Uh, right move. Wrong move now after listening to the debate, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, I think it's interesting that Nikki Haley said that you should have uh, allegiance to your friends. When she happened to be one of the people who turned on President Trump, she really has not been 100% supportive uh, to her friend, President Trump. That was one thing that I uh, took notice of. The other thing with regard to, I, I kind of agree with a lot of what Tony said and what you've said also. I think Vivek did the best out of all of them on stage, but uh, we know what they're all about. When Mike Pence said that, uh, you know, it's it's not time for a newbie. Let's all remember President Trump was a newbie and he was one of the best presidents in the history of this country. And Pence proved to us what type of a, a lackluster leader he would be. He let the American people down. But as far as I'm concerned, we already knew, I already knew what most of those people on the stage were all about. And they're, they're all uh, lackluster. And I, I can't even stand behind Vivek Ramaswamy because of things that I've recently heard about him. But I think I will continue to have an open mind with regard to him. Uh, How do you think DeSantis did? Uh, very, <laughs> to use one of President Trump's phrases, very low energy, very boring. Was, is, he the new, is he the new low energy Jeb? Remember? Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. I, I, I think I, I don't think he's ready for prime time president of the United States. I, that's just my opinion. That's just the way I feel. Wow. All right, Jacqueline. Very interesting. I agree. He seemed very kind of lackluster, um, which was surprising because you look at the polls now. Uh, Vivek was climbing on him. Some of the others were fairly close. And I don't know if it was his strategy to say, okay, I'm going to try to like play it safe and not make any mistakes. I don't know if that was his strategy. Maybe it was too safe. Uh, but it seemed a little milk toasty 
uh, to your point, it felt a little Jeb Bush-like. And uh, we know how that one ended up last time. 1-800-848-9222. We will continue your calls, everybody, after the break. Uh, what did you think of the debate? What did you think of Trump's interview with Tucker? So much going on. And we're going to hear from all of you after the break here on The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Coverage of the first Republican debate. The decision is yours. 2024. This is the first step. Now, here's Rita Cosby. And we are talking about what has been a historic night. Eight candidates there in the first GOP debate in Milwaukee. A number of them after tonight may say, hey, you know what? Uh, I just don't have the backing. Uh, some of them will look at the polls undoubtedly tomorrow uh, and the ones tonight listening in the spin room, uh, what the reaction is. Did they win? Did they lose? Did they just kind of punt? Did they didn't do anything? Where essentially that's not good because they had to really stand out tonight and make their mark. And of course, in the middle of all this, Donald Trump himself was also doing uh, counter programming. Of course, he has not been 100% happy with with uh, Fox, and he wasn't happy with them letting go of Tucker Carlson. So he did an interview with Tucker Carlson, and he talked about Joe Biden. Listen to this exchange. Here's a little bit of Trump talking about Biden. But Joe is really... But you don't think he's going to make it to November of 20? Well, I, I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically, and physically he's not exactly uh, a triathlete. Or any kind of an athlete, you look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter, he, he walks, he can't lift his feet out of the grass, you know, it's only two inches at the White House, right, that's not a lot, but you watch him and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. That is Donald Trump describing Joe Biden. Did he make the right move by doing the counter-programming and not be a part of this first GOP primary debate, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex, line six. Alex, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, thanks for taking the call. You know, I, I have, a, you know, things. Uh, two arguments that Vivek lost, I mean, he should have said, was one that Jacqueline brought up where, um, you know, Mike Pence was telling him, you're not someone with experience. Vivek should have answered right away. Do you think Trump was not a good president? He had no experience, right? That's what Vivek should have said. And then Ron DeSantis stole Vivek's thunder when they were talking about Ukraine and the border. And um, Mike Pence was telling Vivek Ramaswamy that we have to be able to do both. And I thought, you know, Vivek should have answered, yeah, well, you're you care more about Ukraine and you're more focused on that than the southern border. That's what he should have answered. And that's really what uh, Ron DeSantis was saying. That has to be the first thing. So he stole that. That was, I think, Ron DeSantis' greatest moment. I noticed that Fox and the moderators there, Brett Beer, they were trying to give Ron DeSantis as much airtime as possible because I feel like he's their favorite candidate in this race. And I thought that was a little unfair. They kept on going to him the whole time. Vivek made himself the, the key player and he brought himself into the conversation. Whereas Ron DeSantis got a lot of ear time because they kept on going to him. Um, and I think that first, you know, Vivek was a lot on, on Fox. He was given, given a lot of ear time uh, with interviews and he announced his candidacy on, on their platform. And I think what changed and the reason why they dropped him was because his foreign policy doesn't align with theirs. Most of the people on Fox 
think we have to give as much money to Ukraine as possible um, because I think their establishment and the go with the corporations. The Vec, the second he came out and said, no, I don't think that we should be sending all this money to Ukraine. We have to change that. Um, that's when they dropped him. Notice how they don't give him a lot of airtime. Here's the last thing. I think Trump, you know, he shouldn't have done the debate. Fox wasn't feared him, but he made a mistake tonight by, number one, with the Tucker interview, he should have had an audience, but he should have really done a live rally going on at the same time as the debate, and he should have commented on what the candidates were, you know, yelling out against him, and and what might have happened was maybe Brett Baer would have taken some of Trump's comments live to the debate, and, you know, that wouldn't be Trump leveling the playing field, but it would have been, I think, one of the most interesting television nights in the history of uh, in political entertainment. That's an interesting that. point, Alex, because also, like, you know, seeing sort of the image of, like, the, here's the debate over here, and then here's this big rally with a full stadium uh, that Joe Biden wishes he could fill. Uh, but you're right, it would have been interesting. Although, on the other hand, people were still fascinated to see what would Donald Trump say. And boy, he talked about everything. I mean, he even talked about UFOs at one point. Uh, he talked about Jeffrey Epstein. He talked about border, uh, of course, Biden and everything else. Uh, but you're right. But it was still interesting that he tried to do the sort of counter program. It'll be interesting to see what the ratings are for Trump versus the debate. This is the first step. Now, here's Rita Cosby. And it is your decision because now we're going to be seeing some post-debate polls after what was definitely a fiery debate at certain points. Uh, they went after Trump. They also talked about January 6th. They talked about crime. They talked about the border, the economy, uh, about Biden. And here's a little bit of Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, and he goes after George Soros and the money that went into a lot of soft on crime DAs like Alvin Bragg and George Gascon and many others across the country. Here's a, a moment that I thought was really strong from the Florida governor. Take a listen. These hollowed out cities, this is a symptom of America's decline. And one of the biggest reasons is because you have George Soros funding these radical left-wing district attorneys. They get into office and they say they're not going to prosecute crimes. They disagree with the inmates start running the asylum. And here is former Vice President Mike Pence, who is, again, I think in a bit of a no-man's land. He's trying to ride on the success of the Trump Pence administration. He constantly says it's the Trump Pence administration. Trump Pence did this. Trump Pence did that. But then, of course, he had a big separation with his former boss, President Trump, on January 6th. And he was asked a little bit about that. Take a listen to this moment. No one's above the law. And President Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence that every American is entitled to. And we will make sure and extend that to him. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken. He asked me to put him over the Constitution. And uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. I had no right to overturn the election. And you can hear a mixed reaction, definitely. I would say more boos than anything else in the crowd. They were not happy to hear that. And in a Republican primary where President Trump clearly has an enormous following, uh, they're not really happy to see 
Pence. You could see the reaction also when Chris Christie came in. They booed him. Uh, and then there was this moment, too, that a lot of people are talking about. This is Vivek Ramaswamy, the entrepreneur uh, who a lot of people didn't know how to pronounce his name until tonight. And I think there's a very good chance he may have even overtaken DeSantis in some polls after tonight because he was right there nipping at his heels, which is why DeSantis needed a pretty much a breakout moment to also keep his position. And I don't know if he got that. Uh, Vivek certainly made a lot of headlines and caused a lot of buzz. And also here he is fighting with the attack dog, Chris Christie. If your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man, and if people at home want to see a bunch of people blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country, they could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice, and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. 30 seconds, Governor DeSantis. Let me tell you I'm sorry. 30 seconds, Governor You make me laugh because you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. You sit here and answer. Go ahead, Governor Hold Christie. Hold on, Governor Christie. Hold on. Well, so listen. The more time we spend doing this, the less time they can talk about issues you want to talk about. So let's just get through this section, Governor Christie. You you sit here talking about how you want to stand up for the rule of law. Yes. And law and order. And the fact is that it can't be selective. In your book, you had much different things to say about Donald Trump than you're saying here tonight. That's and, not true. Well, it is very true. That's not it's true. It's very true. I read it. Because and I know. There's a difference between look, bad behavior and illegal behavior, way, Chris. And you as a prosecutor way, should know yeah, better. Yeah, I, you know what? I know a lot There's better. There's a difference between I bad know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. And here's the thing. We've stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said, he said, he said, he said, Martha, it's important to say that the president said, Donald Trump said, it's okay to suspend the Constitution. Now, the oath you take is to preserve, protect, and defend, not suspend. I will always stand up for our Constitution, regardless of the political pressure. And there he was. Boy, that was, I would have loved to have seen the two of them just debate for two hours. That was really good. Uh, and here's Vivek a little bit also taking a jab at most of the other guys on the stage and gal. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is, the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is, more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. 
That was a good moment. Everybody's talking about that. MSNBC is talking about that for sure. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to San Car on line seven. Uh, who did you think won and why? Uh, Vivek. Vivek had lots of energy, and he he's a fast talker, fast thinker. And the, the comment that Nikki made about Israel I think he is going to get now the Indian votes, the Muslim votes, Syrian votes, and some of the Jewish vote. So he could place anywhere vice president or secretary of state. Nikki Haley, I don't think so. You know, she had some good spunk, though, tonight. No, uh, Nikki Haley, if she, President Trump had given her ambassador to what, the United Nations? Yes. And she quit. She quit before her term. Ah, and you know what also, Sankara, a lot of people remember that at one point she didn't really stay by his side after January 6th, and then she kind of came back when it was politically expedient. So people are not happy with some of that flipping and flopping. A lot of people are trying to figure that one out, and especially in a GOP primary uh, they want clarity. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Uh, what did you think, Robert? Talk to you. Um, first of all, I think them Trump not go. You have debates so that people can find out who you are and you can tell them what you're going to do. We know who Trump is. We know what he's going to do. So he doesn't need to be there. And but the debates were fine. But him doing the interview, I disagree a little bit with Alex on this. Him doing the interview with Tucker Carlson on the same day was awesome. It's such a sidestep around everything the Democrats are trying to do to silence him. But before I get off, and I'll be so quick with this, Tim Scott, likely VP, definite candidate in 2028. You know what, Robert? He had, he, you're right. He had some good, um, uh, I think he's definitely in the running. I, and go ahead about Nikki. Sorry about that, Robert. Go ahead. Nikki Haley, despite the differences, possible Secretary of State, she will also be a candidate in 2028. DeSantis didn't do very well, but he'll do very well in the second debate when he finally neuters Christie, my prediction, and he'll be the front runner for 2028, but he won't be associated with the Trump administration. Pence, he's done. Good man, solid conservative. He doesn't have a stomach for the fight. Christy, who cares? When Trump's gone, Christy will be gone. Hey, wait, wait, wait. and Robert, promise- Robert, before you, I, I got to get you out, Vivek, and give us your yes. take on Vivek, and how about uh, Asa or Ada Hutchinson, as, as Trump um, calls there, them? There's no take on Herdman or Hutchinson. They're non-factors. Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, narrowly won the debate, but... And he sounds really good, but a lot of people do. The jury's still out on him for me. I'm not going to make any predictions about him. There is Soros money in his past, okay? Yeah, and by the way, by the way, they kind of tiptoed to that, but there have been different reports. I just want to make sure because they talk about how we got some. And what I have seen, and again, I don't know all the details, but and maybe you know more, Robert, too, so so correct me if I'm wrong. But I have seen that he got, I think it was a some sort of funded money when he was going to school. It was some sort of yeah. scholarship. And well, he said he, so that, so if, the, if that's the case, that's a little different if it's a scholarship, but, but your thoughts. Well, he said that he needed the money, but records show that he made $784,000 that year. But I don't want to say anything about him yet. He might be great. He might be a charlatan. I don't know. I don't want to, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but but, but you're I right. Really we need to get to the bottom today. of that because uh, there today there seems was, to be conflicting reports. To your point, I've seen the same thing as you've said. So today was a great day, and your coverage was awesome, and I really appreciate it. And you guys have a great night, Rita. Thank you, Robert. We always love hearing from you. Let's go to Judith. Uh, line five, Judith. Who won? You heard Robert's uh, great evaluation. Your thoughts? Hi. Okay. Let me share my thoughts. Thank you so much, uh, Rita. First of all, I was so angry. I picked up the phone when I heard Chris Christie, this Bridgegate twister liar. President Trump never said he's against the Constitution. You go look at the entire paragraph quote. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember I can sum it up for you. He said the Constitution is against the fraud that he, Trump, is against as well. That's what he meant. That's what he said in a nutshell. And they keep taking things and twisting things around. And this Chris Christie is uh, someone who's just like thrives on it. He was like practicing that before you could tell. He couldn't wait to say that. And let me just say, a president has the constitutional right to ask any questions he wants to his private lawyers, okay? And as far as Pence goes, I have to say, I don't believe Trump twisted his arm. I think Trump, based on the lawyers that he spoke to and everyone else kind of told Pence, you know, uh, there are some... um, shenanigans, whatever you want to call it, and let's try to uh, see if we can get 10 more days to investigate to see the integrity of the election. There's no way that Trump said to Pence, oh, I want you to overturn the election. I'm sick and tired of the way people phrase things. That's not what he did at all. He did things in the way that lawyers themselves told him was his right. And they're going after the lawyers, Judith, too, which is shameful. Go ahead. Yep. Read it. Read it. Okay. Now, I got to say, I like Nikki Haley's foreign policy response to Vivex, who I felt immature foreign policy. You don't turn your back on your American allies. He, she said he, he's allowing China to eat Taiwan. He's, he, he, you know, he, does, he wants to turn his back on Israel. He wants to turn his back on us. That's not what you do. And let me tell you something. Um, you know, what should I tell you? I think Vivek was great and very strong. But um, I like the fact even Haley said, America needs Israel. I found that interesting. And the truth is, Israel does do a lot of contributions to America. They're very high in high tech. They very they they work together. It's but it's a, also it's a, and also Judith too that it it was a bit of a misstep because he did kind of throw Israel under the bus. And there were some comments on nine eleven. He's trying to do cleanup on aisle seven. Uh, but I thought he did a decent job at it tonight. I'm actually surprised they didn't kind of go after him even more, that there weren't more people than Nikki Haley kind of going after him on that issue. Uh, let's go to Joaquin, line four. Joaquin, your thoughts. We've heard some great perspectives tonight. Yours. Oh, I'm surprised that you picked me up. Listen, I'm going to say something. I'm disgusted that by two people on that stage in particular, and that's Chris Christie and Mike Pence. And Chris Christie, I'm surprised that nobody's bringing up the fact that during the COVID lockdowns, that the sperm whale himself, I guess, was washed up by the offshore windmills and planted himself on a beach when other people weren't allowed to be on the beach. I mean, that tells you that this guy thinks he's better than everybody else, okay? And in as far as Mike Pence and, and uh, Christy go as far as January 6th goes, everybody's perpetrating the big lie that happened that day. And uh, Donald Trump was within his constitutional rights to contest the election results. And because of what happened on January 6th, which... Many believe the feds orchestrated it. And, and by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to like revisit it because I want to stay so focused on the debate because that just happened. But you know what is a sad testament, Joaquin, too, is that 
here we are uh, tomorrow is when President Trump is to appear in a Fulton County, Georgia jail. And you're reminding me of that. And uh, just what, you know, what a what a over piling, uh, you know, it has been an intense pylon. Um, and I agree with you in that regard, for sure, that the way that they have just gone after this president. And if there's anybody on the stage there who thinks that if they were so far ahead uh, on the GOP side that they would be treated like Mother Teresa by the Democrats, uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. So uh, the fact that Donald Trump is still standing and still, you know, taking the slings and arrows and tomorrow he is going to be there are going to be video. There's going to be pictures of him. There'll be, uh, you know, they're saying there's going to be a mugshot tomorrow. Uh, what a crazy moment this is in American history with this debate and then what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. And I think there are a lot of people in the GOP primary, just as you said, that are not happy about Christie, not happy about Pence. And you could even see in the room there tonight. And I'm sure they had some of their own surrogates in the room, their own supporters, because each like campaign gets to have X amount of seats. So they definitely had people that were in there supporting them. But the ones that didn't like him overshadowed. I mean, it was like, boo, even when Christie got out there. Uh, he didn't even have to say a word. It was like, boo. So you could tell uh, it's not going to go very far in a GOP primary, I think, for either candidate. Uh, so they had to try to do whatever they could tonight. The question is, did they change the dynamics? Uh, let's go to Al real quick in Yonkers, line five. Al, your thoughts. Yeah, hello, Rita. You know, Rita, I watched the debate. I thought there was no knockout punches. I thought all the candidates uh, held their own. I was just surprised. I agree, by, by the way. I agree. Yeah, I just was surprised that Governor Haley uh, kind of distanced. She did distance herself from uh, former President Trump. Well, you know what? Because she is she's kind of gone back and forth a little bit. So it didn't really surprise me at that. And I think she's trying to distinguish herself. I mean, they know that this is do or die tonight. If they didn't do something that would separate themselves. But uh, I don't think that that roused up the crowd. I don't think it's going to rouse up a GOP primary uh, debate and a de- and a group out there that was watching this very closely. These are folks who love Donald Trump. And there's a very narrow lane for those who don't, as you even see in the polls. And I don't think she did anything necessarily to change the dynamic. Uh, the question is, uh, did any of the others? I, I did think she had some spunk. She did have some good spunk at certain points. Uh, that exchange that we were just talking about with her and Vivek, I thought she was very powerful there saying, you know, we don't need basically a newbie uh, at this when you're dealing with such detrimental and such dangerous times as we're seeing. Uh, thanks to the current president out there. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls after the break. Rita Cosby is on. Coverage of the first Republican debate. The decision is yours. 2024. This is the first step. Now, here's Rita Cosby. And it is your decision because now we're going to be seeing some post-debate polls after what was definitely a fiery debate at certain points. Uh, they went after Trump. They also talked about January 6th. They talked about crime. They talked about the border, the economy, uh, about Biden. And here's a little bit of Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, and he goes after George Soros. 
And the money that went into a lot of soft on crime DAs like Alvin Bragg and George Gascon and many others across the country. Here's a, a moment that I thought was really strong from the Florida governor. Take a listen. These hollowed out cities, this is a symptom of America's decline. And one of the biggest reasons is because you have George Soros funding these radical left-wing district attorneys. They get into office and they say they're not going to prosecute crimes. They disagree with the inmates start running the asylum. And here is former Vice President Mike Pence, who is, again, I think in a bit of a no-man's land. He's trying to ride on the success of the Trump Pence administration. He constantly says it's the Trump Pence administration. Trump Pence did this. Trump Pence did that. But then, of course, he had a big separation with his former boss, President Trump, on January 6th. And he was asked a little bit about that. Take a listen to this moment. No one's above the law. And President Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence that every American is entitled to. And we will make sure and extend that to him. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken. He asked me to put him over the Constitution. And uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. I had no right to overturn the election. And you can hear a mixed reaction, definitely. I would say more boos than anything else in the crowd. They were not happy to hear that. And in a Republican primary where President Trump clearly has an enormous following, uh, they're not really happy to see Pence. You could see the reaction also when Chris Christie came in. They booed him. Uh, and then there was this moment, too, that a lot of people are talking about. This is Vivek Ramaswamy, the entrepreneur uh, who a lot of people didn't know how to pronounce his name until tonight. And I think there's a very good chance he may have even overtaken DeSantis in some polls after tonight because he was right there nipping at his heels, which is why DeSantis needed a pretty much a breakout moment to also keep his position. And I don't know if he got that. Uh, Vivek certainly made a lot of headlines and caused a lot of buzz. And also here he is fighting with the attack dog, Chris Christie. If your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man, and if people at home want to see a bunch of people blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country, they could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice, and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. 30 seconds, seconds, Governor. You you make me laugh because you you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer right You sit here and answer. Go ahead, Governor Christie. Hold on, Governor Christie. Hold on. Well, so listen, the more time we spend doing this, the less time they can talk about issues you want to talk about. So let's just get through this section. Governor Christie. You, you sit here talking about how you want to stand up for the rule of law. Yes. And law and order. And the fact is that it can't be selective. In your book, 
you had much different things to say about Donald Trump than you're saying here tonight. That's and, not true. No, it is very true. That is not true. It's very true. I read it. Because and I know. There's a difference between look, bad behavior and illegal behavior, way, Chris. And you as by a the prosecutor way, should know yeah, better. Yeah, I, you know what? I know a lot There's better. There's a difference between I bad know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. And here's the thing. We've stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said, he said, he said, he said, Martha, Martha, it's important to say that the president said, Donald Trump said, it's okay to suspend the Constitution. Now, the oath you take is to preserve, protect, and defend, not suspend. I will always stand up for our Constitution, regardless of the political pressure. And there he was. Boy, that was, I would have loved to have seen the two of them just debate for two hours. That was really good. Uh, and here's Vivek a little bit also taking a jab at most of the other guys on the stage and gal. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is, the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is, more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. That was a good moment. Everybody's talking about that. MSNBC is talking about that for sure. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to San Car on line seven. Uh, who did you think won and why? Uh, Vivek. Vivek had lots of energy and he, he's a fast talker, fast thinker. And the, the comment that Nikki made about Israel I think he is going to get now the Indian votes, the Muslim votes, Syrian votes, and some of the Jewish vote. So he could place anywhere vice president or secretary of state. Nikki Haley, I don't think so. You know, she had some good spunk, though, tonight. No, uh, Nikki Haley, if she, President Trump had given her ambassador to what, the United Nations? Yes. And she quit. She quit before her term. Ah, and you know what also, Sankara, a lot of people remember that at one point she didn't really stay by his side after January 6th, and then she kind of came back when it was politically expedient. So people are not happy with some of that flipping and flopping. A lot of people are trying to figure that one out, and especially in a GOP primary, uh, they want clarity. one 800 Let's go to Robert in Philly. Uh, what did you think, Robert? Talk to you. Um, first of all, I think them Trump not go. You have debates so that people can find out who you are and you can tell them what you're going to do. We know who Trump is. We know what he's going to do. So he doesn't need to be there. And but the debates were fine. But him doing the interview, I disagree a little bit with Alex on this. Him doing the interview with Tucker Carlson on the same day was awesome. It's such a sidestep around everything the Democrats are trying to do to silence him. But before I get off, and I'll be so quick with this, Tim Scott, likely VP, definite candidate in 2028. 
you know what, Nelly. Robert? He had he. You're right. He had some good. Um, uh, I think he's definitely in the running. I, and go ahead about Nikki. Sorry about that, Robert. Go ahead. Nikki Haley, despite the differences, possible Secretary of State, she will also be a candidate in 2028. DeSantis didn't do very well, but he'll do very well in the second debate when he finally neuters Christie, my prediction, and he'll be the front runner for 2028, but he won't be associated with the Trump administration. Pence, he's done. Good man, solid conservative. He doesn't have a stomach for the fight. Christie, who cares? When Trump's gone, Christie will be gone. And wait, wait, and Robert, Robert, before you, I got to get, yeah, Vivek, and give us your take on Vivek, and how about uh, Asa or Ada Hutchinson, as as Trump Um, calls them? There's no take on Herdeman or Hutchinson. They're non-factors. Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, narrowly won the debate, but... And he sounds really good, but a lot of people do. The jury's still out on him for me. I'm not going to make any predictions about him. There is Soros money in his past, okay? Yeah, and by the way, by the way, they kind of tiptoed to that, but there have been different reports. I just want to make sure because they talk about how we got some. And what I have seen, and again, I don't know all the details, but and maybe you know more, Robert, too, so so correct me if I'm wrong. But I have seen that he got, I think it was a some sort of funded money when he was going to school. It was some sort of yes. scholarship. And well, he said he, so that, so if, the, if that's the case, that's a little different if it's a scholarship, but, but your thoughts. Well, he said that he needed the money, but records show that he made $784,000 that year. But I don't want to say anything about him yet. He might be great. He might be a charlatan. I don't know. I don't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but, but you're I right. Really we need to get to the today. bottom of that because uh, there today there seems was, to be conflicting reports. To your point, I've seen the same thing as you've said. So today was a great day, and your coverage was awesome, and I really appreciate it. And you guys have a great night, Rita. Thank you, Robert. We always love hearing from you. Let's go to Judith uh, Line Five. Judith, who won? You heard Robert's uh, great evaluation. Your thoughts? Hi. Okay. Let me share my thoughts. Thank you so much, uh, Rita. First of all, I was so angry. I picked up the phone when I heard Chris Christie, this Bridgegate twister liar. President Trump never said he's against the Constitution. You go look at the entire paragraph quote. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember I can sum it up for you. He said the Constitution is against the fraud that he, Trump, is against as well. That's what he meant. That's what he said in a nutshell. And they keep taking things and twisting things around. And this Chris Christie is uh, someone who's just like thrives on it. He was like practicing that before. You could tell. He couldn't wait to say that. And let me just say, a president has the constitutional right to ask any questions he wants to his private lawyers, okay? And as far as Pence goes, I have to say, I don't believe Trump twisted his arm. I think Trump, based on the lawyers that he spoke to and everyone else kind of told Pence, you know, uh, there are some... um, shenanigans, whatever you want to call it, and let's try to uh, see if we can get 10 more days to investigate to see the integrity of the election. There's no way that Trump said to Pence, oh, I want you to overturn the election. I'm sick and tired of the way people phrase things. That's not what he did at all. He did things in the way that lawyers themselves told him was his right. And they're going after the lawyers, Judith, too, which is shameful. Go ahead. Yep. Read it. Read it. Okay. Now, I got to say, I like Nikki Haley's foreign policy response to Vivex, who I felt immature foreign policy. You don't turn your back on your American allies. He, she said he, he's allowing China to eat Taiwan. 
He's, he, he, you know, he does. He wants to turn his back on Israel. He wants to turn his back on us. That's not what you do. And let me tell you something. Um, you know, what should I tell you? I think Vivek was great and very strong. But um, I like the fact even Haley said America needs Israel. I found that interesting. And the truth is Israel does do a lot of contributions to America. They're very high in high tech. They very they they work together. It's, but it's a, also it's a, and also Judith too that it it was a bit of a misstep because he did kind of throw Israel under the bus and there were some comments on nine eleven. He's trying to do cleanup on aisle seven, uh, but I thought he did a decent job at it tonight. I'm actually surprised they didn't kind of go after him even more that there weren't more people than Nikki Haley kind of going after him on that issue. Uh, let's go to Joaquin, line four. Joaquin, your thoughts? We've heard some great perspectives tonight. Yours. Oh, I'm surprised that you picked me up. Listen, I'm going to say something. I'm disgusted that by two people on that stage in particular, and that's Chris Christie and Mike Pence. And Chris Christie, I'm surprised that nobody's bringing up the fact that during the COVID lockdowns, that the sperm whale himself, I guess, was washed up by the offshore windmills and planted himself on a beach when other people weren't allowed to be on the beach. I mean, that tells you that this guy thinks he's better than everybody else. Okay. And in as far as Mike Pence and, and uh, Christie go as far as January 6th goes, Everybody's perpetrating the big lie that happened that day. And uh, Donald Trump was within his constitutional rights to contest the election results. And because of what happened on January 6th, which many believe the feds orchestrated it. And, and by the way, I don't want to I don't want to like revisit it because I want to stay so focused on the debate because that just happened. But, you know, what is a sad testament, Joaquin, too, is that here we are uh, tomorrow is when President Trump is to appear in a Fulton County, Georgia jail. And you're reminding me of that. And uh, just what, you know, what a, what a overpiling, uh, you know, it has been an intense pylon. Um, and I agree with you in that regard for sure that the way that they have just gone after this president. And if there's anybody on the stage there who thinks that if they were so far ahead, uh, on the GOP side that they would be treated like Mother Teresa by the Democrats. Uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. So uh, the fact that Donald Trump is still standing and still, you know, taking the slings and arrows and tomorrow he is going to be, there's going to be video, there's going to be pictures of him. There'll be, uh, you know, they're saying there's going to be a mugshot tomorrow. Uh, what a crazy moment this is in American history with this debate and then what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. And I think there are a lot of people in the GOP primary, just as you said, that are not happy about Christie, not happy about Pence. And you could even see in the room there tonight. And I'm sure they had some of their own surrogates in the room, their own supporters, because each like campaign gets to have X amount of seats. So they definitely had people that were in there supporting them. But the ones that didn't like him overshadowed. I mean, it was like, boo, even when Christie got out there. Uh, he didn't even have to say a word. It was like, boo. So you could tell uh, it's not going to go very far in a GOP primary, I think, for either candidate. Uh, so they had to try to do whatever they could tonight. The question is, did they change the dynamics? Uh, let's go to Al real quick in Yonkers, line five. Al, your thoughts? Yeah, hello, Rita. You know, Rita, I watched the debate. I thought there was no knockout punches. I thought all the candidates uh, held their own. I was just surprised. I agree, by, by the way. I agree. Yeah, I just was surprised that Governor Haley uh, kind of distanced, she did distance herself from uh, former President Trump. Well, you know what, because she is, she's kind of gone back and forth a little bit. So it didn't really surprise me at that. 
And I think she's trying to distinguish herself. I mean, they know that this is do or die tonight. If they didn't do something that would separate themselves. But uh, I don't think that that roused up the crowd. I don't think it's going to rouse up a GOP primary uh, debate and a de- and a group out there that was watching this very closely. These are folks who love Donald Trump. And there's a very narrow lane for those who don't, as you even see in the polls. And I don't think she did anything necessarily to change the dynamic. Uh, the question is, uh, did any of the others? I, I did think she had some spunk. She did have some good spunk at certain points. Uh, that exchange that we were just talking about with her and Vivek, I thought she was very powerful there saying, you know, we don't need basically a newbie uh, at this when you're dealing with such detrimental and such dangerous times as we're seeing. Uh, thanks to the current president out there. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Coverage of the first Republican debate. The decision is yours. 2024. This is the first step. Now, here's Rita Cosby. And boy, it has been an amazing night. There were some duking it out verbally with some of the candidates. They certainly got spunky. Uh, they did talk about Trump, but they also talked about border and a couple other things. I'm not sure if there was a knockout punch. I do think that Vivek Ramaswamy seemed to be the most vocal on the stage and seemed to be the most animated. Some of the others rose up a little bit, put a little juice in them. Uh, I thought DeSantis uh, needed a little juice. So uh, there were highs and lows tonight. And I guess Donald Trump is still the big winner because I didn't see a knockout punch there. I think Donald Trump doing the counter-programming and also talking about his own positions, sort of able to speak without any filters on him. And who do I think, you know, I think he's sitting back going, glad I sat that one out. What do you think, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Dave on line six. Dave, your thoughts about the debate. Hi, Ria. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I was really disgusted the most with Chris Christie. I think most were. I think to him, to me, he's not running for president. He's running. This is a job interview to be a token Republican conservative to work and be a contributor on MSNBC, CNN, and all the other Chinese financially affiliated leftist news media outlets. I think that's what he was trying to do or accomplish with this debate because he doesn't have a snowball chance. And you know what? Yeah, become- you know what? I actually think I think he just he wants to go down in history as the attack dog. Uh, the question is, will he even qualify for the next debate? Uh, because the threshold's a lot bigger on the next one. Uh, but you're right. Uh, everybody sort of has their different agendas. Let's go to Chuck real quick. Line five. Chuck, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. How are you? Great show. Um, the debate was great. I think Nikki Haley did a great job. Yeah, I did too. By the, by the way, I thought so too. I thought she rose up. She had a lot of energy. And, uh, I think she made some good points there with Vivek Ramaswamy. The question is, if she changed the dynamics, because they didn't need to do a good job. They needed to do a great job. Uh, let's see what everybody says. It's been so great hearing all of your perspectives. The next debate's in September, and it will be a smaller stage then. It's been great being with you tonight.